I don't know. It's just because the brand reminds me of my uncle. So I just associate them to kind of dad's shoes. I don't know. Like Maybe you got a bit of uncle issues. <laughs> uncle issues, yeah. People's got daddy issues, I got uncle issues. <laughs> Ready to get started with another episode of Fit and Flirty. This is Elle speaking. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. And this is Max. It's getting warmer outside. It's funny that you mentioned this because, yes, the weather has gotten warmer and nicer. But I think this is the worst week ever that we had since the beginning of spring slash summer because it's literally been raining. I've enjoyed this, to be honest. I think it's been too hot before and now it's getting a bit nice. Maybe it's because you're from, you know, the Nordics and therefore it was too hot for you. Whereas I'm from a southern country and therefore I'm like, it's all about the heat. <laughs> Maybe. But I love that we're starting the podcast by talking about the weather. Maybe we're turning to English. Yeah, exactly. We're very English. So we're talking about the weather. I'm actually having a cup of tea. I'm very British at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. How have you been doing? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Business as usual, I'd say. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I've been outside and been enjoying picnics like all the time on my spare time. Yeah, I feel picnics is uh, all I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. You know, I got even one of those uh, picnic chairs that you can fold. Oh, did you? Is it good? Like, because I never got one. I just have like a random towel that I use. Yeah, I know. I've seen the towel. You really should get a new one. Thanks for your comment and your honest opinion. <laughs> You know, I think that especially when you're out all the time like this and you can't really travel, it's perfect because it's not heavy. So you just put it on your shoulder and you can walk around and it makes you can sit in a park forever. So it's nice. It even got, you know, where you can put your beer in it. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. When people see me, they think I'm coming with a gun because it looks like a rifle. It looks a bit awkward. So, yeah. Speaking of picnics, I just had a picnic yesterday. Oh. Yes. Where did you go? I went to a park in the south and I'd never been there. It's actually not too far from my place. I don't want to give too much away because then people would be able to track me down where I live. <laughs> so it was lovely. Like I've been to this new park that I haven't been before. Apparently London is, I learned yesterday, the greenest city in Europe because it's something like it has 40% green areas, if I am not mistaken, which I was very surprised because I always thought London is a very green city, but I wasn't expecting anything like it. Oh, yeah? I didn't know that either. But when you think about it, there are parks everywhere. Yeah, and they're quite massive as well, so... So you went to this park with your dodgy blanket? Well, thank you for calling it dodgy. Yeah, oh, it got a lot of character. Yeah. Well, um, are you not curious to know why I went for a picnic on a Tuesday evening? No, I'm, I'm just caring about the blanket. No, so what brought you and your blanket to a park on a Tuesday? <laughs> Thanks for asking so spontaneously. Yeah, so I was... And here we got a drum roll. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, do the drum roll. On a date. Oh, with a boy or not your blanket, I hope. <laughs> a date with a boy. No, I actually dated a dog because I thought, you know... Dogs are forever, they love you unconditionally, and um, 
I just thought it was fun. It's like, what do you mean? Who should I have gone on a date with? Like, again, I don't discriminate against people who have different sexual preferences, but I think I've made it quite clear in the previous episode what my sexual orientation is. It was, yeah, with a boy. All right, all right. So you went on a date with a boy and a blanket. So tell us more about that. Actually, if you remember, I did mention, obviously, of all my hinge matches and stuff like that uh, that I made during quarantine. And then this one guy that I've been talking with for a bit longer. And I was like, I'm a bit anxious because I don't know whether we'll be going on a date and how it will be like. And I was kind of very curious, but also scared. Yeah, I do remember. And uh, he was not in London. He was somewhere else, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct. Actually, if you remember last time, we also spoke about what we were doing to get to know each other better during the quarantine and sharing some videos and stuff. What is the best way to get to know someone on a dating app, if not through the dating app itself? So on Hinge, there are this set of prompts that you can, um, you know, that the app is giving you, that you can select and use for your uh, dating app bio. Things like true truths and lie, the worst idea I ever had, a life goal of mine, my uh, ideal Sunday, things like that. So I decided to basically kick off this small game where each of us in turns had to choose one of the questions. So for instance, I go first and I choose the question, the worst idea you ever had, you would have to answer it. And then I would have to answer it too. And that was a really nice way to get to know each other through something that is personal, but also not that personal because it's ideas that you get from a dating app. So you don't have to be particularly creative. You're not putting anyone on the spot. And it was actually like fun because we kept doing this for a while and it allowed us to learn a lot about each other in, in a way. That's very impressive. I've never been able to do that for longer than like once or twice. If you start it off as a game, it makes it fun because then you can compare answers in some way. It's like playing a game. So that was probably also what worked. Oh, of course. Yeah. I think it was really well perceived and the feedback was that it was also like a nice way to actually get to know each other a bit better. So. Because it opens up a lot of topics because then you're talking, for example, what is a life goal of yours? And then someone says, I want to own my own company. And then you can start talking about, oh, okay, so what would that company be? What's your idea? How do you want to be an entrepreneur? And things like that, you know. So that's why those questions, I think, open up for potential further discussion. It's worked. Anyway, so one thing led to another after a bit of texting. At some point, I had cooked something on one of my cooking sprees and I shared a picture. And we decided then, uh, he actually suggested uh, we shall do a challenge because uh, he was baking sourdough bread. So it was like, oh, I've made sourdough bread. So we were sharing these images and said, how about we each in turns, again, choose either an ingredient or a recipe that we both have to make. We video the recipe and we share it with each other. And I thought that was a really fun way to share something without really sharing it in real life because of course uh, you're in lockdown you we haven't seen each other we never even had like a phone call or a video call do you show me today because he's showing more or less you know from a we, we call it a cowboy shoot from your hips right from your belt essentially and, and upwards so you kind of seen how he looks like in terms of half his body at least and you've seen his face and was quite cute angle when he was standing there and, and like chopping something and you have like really full-on videos when you both are cooking i think it's such a great thing to do and I, I never never seen it before never thought about it maybe because i'm not that good in the kitchen i'm just making juice <laughs> but you know but it's it's such a brilliant idea uh, like awesome 
So basically, to cut a long story short, we had been talking for a long time. It's been like a couple of months, actually, which was really weird. It felt very natural at the same time. So it's quite nice to just have someone to talk to, like very spontaneously without the need to overthink it and like just be your natural and spontaneous self and see where it goes. So long story short, he came back to London and went on a first date last week. So this was your second date? Yes, correct. So let me first tell you about the first date because I think I need to create a bit of context here. So like I said, we went on a first date and it, it was really weird because like I've said a hundred times, so people who have listened to the previous episode are probably sick of me saying this, but I don't really do dating apps. And the reason is when you meet someone from a dating app, it's always that awkwardness, right? Because you kind of know them, you've been talking to them, but also you don't really know them because you don't know what their presence is. And we've discussed it last time as well. You know, it can be very deceiving. You especially had very recently an experience where it proved to be the case, right? Yeah, an Italian catfish, yeah. Therefore, it's always tricky, right? Because I've been talking to this guy now for two months now. What if I go there, I see him, and then I am absolutely, I don't know, repelled, or I don't know, like, or I don't like him at all. And Yeah, you never know. It's a risk you have to take. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, like, this is probably going to be the biggest disappointment ever. Um, but I think it's different when, you know, you've been talking to someone for such a long time because you kind of got to know them a little bit, or at least you have a feeling for who they are. When you've just been talking to someone for a few days or a week, it's a slightly different feeling. Anyway, so I finally got there and I saw him and... Sorry, what did you guys do on the first uh, meeting? We decided to go for a walk just along the river. Was he like, I'm wearing a striped shirt and uh, glasses and a hat and I'm standing with, with one leg. Against his umbrella? <laughs> yeah, was it a bit like that or what was he wearing? If anything, he was more of a hipster. Okay, what was he wearing? So I think I also kind of told him off for what he was wearing. Like, not directly, but I made comments about the fact that us Italians, we uh, really pay attention to whatever clothes people are wearing. And I just realized it was such a horrible thing to say and to do, like when you meet someone for the first time, judge them for what they're wearing. So he was wearing, and that's why I thought he's a bit of a hipster, like not in a bad way, but he was wearing a t-shirt that had like a pocket on the front, like on the chest, and there was palm drawing at a sunset. And then like the t-shirt was white though. And on top of this, he was wearing a checked shirt, which was open, but like those, like, you know, big checked shirts with like massive squares that was on very similar colors to the sunset that was behind that palm. So like orangey, reddish color, if that makes sense. Was it like a lumber jacket? Yeah, correct. Okay. So he was wearing this checked shirt and then he also had a jean jacket because he was riding his motorbike. So I do understand why obviously someone would wear like a bit of a dirty jacket in that sense. He was wearing a pair of jeans that he had rolled up at the bottom and they weren't a tight or a slim fit. There weren't like a lot of Brits who have those really, really tight, you know, when they're just way too tight. For some people who doesn't have the legs for them, it looks horrible. <laughs> so he didn't wear that. No, no, no skinny jeans. The jeans were very loose, if anything. So I actually didn't really pay any attention on what like the brand or the model was of the jeans, but the style was something like the 501 tab from Levi's, if that makes sense, like loose and like super chilled one. Yeah, I normally wear that kind of jeans. A bit of a vintage look. Then he was wearing uh, these white, like almost sporty looking socks with a pair of white Reebok shoes. 
which just reminded me so much of my uncle because he always had like a pair of similar like kind of tennis shoes uh, and I just thought it was hilarious. So uh, from the outfit point of view, that wasn't say the best impression because it's just really not my style, if that makes sense. It sounds very neutral though, to be fair, like nothing major, like not dressed up, but not like just a normal, what you would wear on a normal day, really, right? Yeah, no, which I think was fairly casual. Like For a walk, I mean, if you went for dinner, yeah, maybe then you would have preferred a bit more, you know. No, I think it was okay. Like it, it was okay. It's just funny because usually, I know it's going to sound ridiculous, but the type of guy that I have been dating Usually they've always been dressing in a different way. Usually it's more guys that wear not skinny jeans, but like slim jeans, like not really loose and wide. And usually it's just like a shirt or a t-shirt with like a, a jumper. I think that's very, you know, it's very standardized. And then like the shoes are, have always been different. Like I don't think I ever really have been on a date with someone who was wearing trainers. I mean, I'm wearing sneakers all the time. Yeah, but I think it was the fact that they were Reebok, that like white Reebok trainers that really stuck with me. I've got white Reeboks. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. It's just because the brand reminds me of my uncle. So I just associate them to kind of dad's shoes. I don't know. like. Maybe you got a bit of uncle issues. <laughs> uncle issues, yeah. People's got daddy issues, I've got uncle issues. <laughs> so you guys went for a walk and he was dressed okay, acceptable. Okay, he was dressed okay. Yeah, so we end this segment where we sound like American Psycho when when they talk about what they're wearing for two hours. I also love how like superficial this all sounds. Like, I literally, I never dated a guy who was wearing trainers. I'm just like, okay. But now, now you are, so you are not as superficial as you were before this encounter. I've broadened my horizons. Yeah, so the lockdown has made you less superficial. Okay, I was just going to say more desperate. <laughs> yeah, so you guys went for a walk. Tell us more about that. So we went for a walk and then at some point we just stopped and like we just sat down. And it was funny because I just realized this was a completely sober date. So obviously we did not have any drinks. We didn't stop any. We wouldn't really know where to get some drinks from because we were just walking along the river. So we were just there. He didn't have anything to drink at all. Not even like a glass of water or a coffee. You would bring a glass of water with you. A bottle, yeah, I'm just taking a piss. You could have gone to a supermarket and get something. So there was nothing. We didn't even, we didn't really think about it. Also, it was like too weird to say, let's now just walk and try find a supermarket. We just said, whatever. But it was so funny. You know, normally it's a nice way of breaking the ice, like just having a drink, a coffee or anything. Nonetheless, surprisingly enough, there weren't any awkward silences. Maybe it's because I'm really talkative, as clearly the people on the podcast should know by now. But um, I also feel like there was a fair share of sharing, excuse the pun. You know, I was kind of talking about myself. I asked him about himself. He was sharing like, you know, about like his stories. So I think it was a very natural flowing conversation, very spontaneous. And there was a good vibe overall. Like it wasn't awkward at all. But you've been talking to him for quite some time. Yes, true. But, you know, messages can also be very deceiving because there can be people who are very good at texting, but then it turns out that they really suck when you meet them in person or vice versa. There are people who you feel like are absolutely lame in when they send a text message because they only reply in like three words. Yeah, it's a bit different. Yeah, yeah, of course. But this is quite interesting, though, because, I mean, you are normally used to date people that you see them 
essentially, and then you kind of take it from there. Whereas now you've been chatting with a guy for a while, and then you met him, and that was, as it sounds like, pretty good. Yeah, no, it was good. But what was also so funny about this was that, you know, if you see someone and you meet them in a natural environment, you know, in the wild then you would normally automatically know whether they draw your attention or not, whether you find them attractive or not. If you're, say, in a bar and someone comes in or you spot someone, you would know that you've spotted them because there's something that is attracting you to them, right? Mm, sure. So in a way, I'd say that dating someone online is a bit like being in the jungle. You see small parts of them, a bit of whispering, then they're gone. Whereas if you meet someone in the real world, it's like meeting an omelette savanna. You see them there. There's nothing to hide. You're there. You will know where you have them after five minutes. Whereas in the jungle, you have no clue. You never know. Exactly. I love your example of the jungle and the savanna. The thing is, when you meet someone for the first time, if you have never seen them before, that's why I find it weird with dating apps. Because I, was, I did feel slightly overwhelmed. It's because maybe, I don't know, I'm very observant. But I was there and the whole time I realized that unconsciously, I kept analyzing like these things. He's acting like this, he's doing like that, he's moving like this, he's saying that, his voice sounds like this, he's, I don't know, moving his hands like that when he's talking, kind of, you know, trying to grasp all the details. But I also felt so bad because at some point, like he was just telling me about his life, how he's traveled, what he's done, that he's been to God knows where, like Japan and whatever. And I was just there and the more I, I, you know, he kept talking and I was looking at him and all I could be thinking, I was like, um, do I like him? Do I not like him? Am I attracted to him? Am I not attracted to him? Will I sleep with him? <laughs> yeah, but that, that's standard though. I mean, I think that's, you know, when you meet someone, you, even a guy without stereotyping it. We always say that girls are overthinking and overanalyzing things, but men are thinking, at least me, I'm thinking exactly the same terms in the beginning, especially if you're attracted to them. If you see any kinds of interest, especially if you're going with low expectations, then you're kind of like, you didn't see this coming. It's very natural to think in those ways. Yeah, well, I do hope so, because otherwise I'm a freaking weirdo. <laughs> you are a weirdo, but that's not weird. That's, I think that's very, very fair. Okay, because this guy was telling me about the story of his life and I was thinking, it's like, what would it be like to sleep with him? Would I like it? Would I want it? Believe me, we're all thinking the same. If girls were listening to what I was saying, they probably wouldn't sleep with me in the end. So that's probably good. The worst part is also that the guy knows about the podcast and I shared the link with him once. So <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe he might decide to never see me again after if by any chance he's listening to this. No, no, I think we should encourage all listeners, even if we have dated them or not. We might be dating them at some point. <laughs> that's, that's good. So you never know. Guys, keep listening to us. Or send us an email to fitandflirty at mail.com. Preferably indicate your preference, whether you want to date myself or Max. And who knows? <laughs> Maybe you can find love. And what is your preferences regarding white rebooks? That's what we're most interested to hear about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were sitting there with big eyes, just thinking about that you wanted to sleep with him when he was talking about his trip to Japan. No, 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 hold on. It's different. I wasn't thinking that I wanted to sleep with him. Let's be very precise. I was wondering whether I actually liked him, whether I fancied him or not, whether I was attracted to him, because I just couldn't tell. I came home and I was like, I don't know if I like the guy. 
he seems a nice guy. He seems genuine. Who knows? Because every guy at the beginning looks very genuine. And then there most of them or all of them are like absolute jerks. But whatever it is, what it is, we'll take whatever's going to come. So anyways, he was very nice. He kind of rode me home like on his bike. What kind of bike did he have? Like, are you talking about like a normal bike or like a motorbike? A motorbike. Oh, he sounds like Tom Cruise almost. Do you fancy him? Do you want me to introduce you to him? To Tom Cruise or to this guy? To this guy. If it doesn't work out, let me know. Okay, I will do. Even if I don't want to sleep with him, I wouldn't mind riding on a bike once in a while. With the wind blowing in your air. Okay. If you are listening and you got this far and, you know, weren't pulled completely off by what we just said until now and the comments on your white rebooks, Max would like to go on a motorbike ride with you. Anyway, cut a long story short, I was very confused and I thought, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. There are some things that I'm not fully convinced, but I've just met him once and I was overwhelmed by all this information and I thought I need to see him again. Which was actually a good sign because normally I would be the opposite. Like if I don't like someone, I would know straight away. It's just like, okay, it's a no-go. Bye. Why are you so dramatic though? Is it because you know? It's just because I know. So it's not being dramatic, but if I meet someone and I don't like them, I know straight away. Yeah, interesting. Because I normally have the rule, like if you meet someone once and it's nice, but I can't say, I always do like either way two or three dates rule. Just because I think after two dates, you're pretty sure. Like you can tell where it's going, even if it's just a friend or whatever, like you can tell. Which is fair. The only thing that in my case, I think it's if I am uncertain about someone, then I agree with you. Of course, you need to see them again to potentially be able to make a judgment. However, if I know from the very first time I meet them, you know, there are some people that you just know that you won't be attracted to them. Like you had that with that Italian catfish, right? So there is nothing you can do. I had it a few times in the past that I have been on a date and while I was there, I saw them and I left and I said, no, I'm not interested in pursuing anything further. I don't want to see them again. Whereas the fact that I was confused and I was wondering, to me, signaled that probably, you know, I wasn't completely like, okay, it's a clear no-go. So that's how we got to the second date, which was this picnic. Yeah, it's quite, I mean, uh, meeting on a Tuesday. It's a good day to meet someone that you are not sure about. It's the, in terms of commitment, it's not like you're sacrificing a Friday or Saturday, is it? So it's a safe day to meet. Yeah. Because you can't be out that long either. It's fair, so I agree. So this big day comes, the picnic, and I realized I was probably even more anxious than I was on the first date, because this time it's literally going to be like you're in or you're out. Because like you said, if you're not sure, you give someone like a second date, but then on the second date, you would probably know. Yeah, I mean, the bar is set in a way from the first time, but I mean, it shouldn't be too much pressure. It's all about getting into a good mindset and don't put pressure on yourself either. Or him. It's important to kind of just take it as it comes as well. Even though you're a bit more of a controlling, analyzing person than me. You basically are saying that I'm a control freak. So yeah, I'll take that. Oh yeah, but you brought your lucky blanket. I had my lucky blanket, yes. Mm, Maybe that was a... Let's say it was a good thing. Because you already met him. What do you mean? (laughs) Was it a good thing to bring the blanket or not? Yeah, it was, because he didn't have any. Yeah, he just brought his bike. Well, and the picnic. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Okay, so you sat on your blanket. 
No, well, we both sat on the blanket. I was kind enough to share. Otherwise, that would have been rude. And then he would have judged you. Uh, well, excuse me, it's not my fault if you don't have your own blanket. Well, we're not living in the 1700s. If you meet on a date, on a picnic, you should share a blanket. You should share blankets. Okay, so guys, take notes. If you're going on a picnic date, share your blanket. Yeah, 100%. Even a dirty blanket. It's the same mindset when you're dating someone and let's say you would have a bottle of water and, and you or you want some and he takes it. He needs to take it if you ask because then you will know he's attracted to you or he's just very thirsty. But at least he's fine enough to drink something that you've been drinking. It's the same with sitting on the same blanket. It's the same rule. Okay, well, you've got weird rules, but we're going to get over them and like put them to the side for a second. And just close off this story because it's in forever to tell the story of a freaking picnic. As if I was telling the story of my life, really. This was the most organized picnic ever. Like he had brought plates and cutlery and glasses. I was very impressed because I had proper plates and I have never been to a picnic where I can actually cut something with a knife and a fork. Yeah, he put in some proper effort, it sounds like. Yeah, he did, despite not having a blanket. So I added the blanket, which was the kind of cherry on top. <laughs> okay, so you guys were sitting there munching his food. And I was like, I'm either going to be massively disappointed the moment I see him, because I will just realize I maybe have idealized him too much, or who knows. So I get there, and the moment I see him, I was like, Okay, no, I do like him. Were you like, Mamma Mia, this is my uncle in his youth? Why the hell do you have to bring the uncle up and spoil such a beautiful moment when I'm finally opening up and telling you I see this guy and I do think I find him attractive and you're just like, bringing the uncle up. So you are now attracted to the man who came with his food to the picnic. Yeah, but I think also, going back, this time he wasn't wearing white Reebok trainers. So what you're wearing is essential. It's not essential, but I think it says a lot about a person, like what you're wearing, you know, of the personality you have, of the things you like to do, because of course it's a reflection of who you are, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I 100% agree. You know what I think it is? I think it's about how comfortable a person is in it as well. Like, it depends on the context of the clothes as well. A very confident person can wear a really mediocre t-shirt. You know, it doesn't really matter that much. It's more about the person who's wearing the clothes as well. For sure. I mean, I can tell you he was very confident wearing pink socks. So. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of colored socks, to be honest, myself. Well, I only have like black or eventually white socks. And they're all like shoe liners. So as soon as someone is wearing like ankle socks and when they're colorful like and stuff, some people can really pull them off. You know, it's just like some people can really wear something and it really suits them. It's just not really my style. So I think that's why I was really impressed by the socks he was wearing. It's a very known uh, strategy for both men and women. It's called the, the peacock theory that a person should wear something that sticks out. And normally it could be like a colorful thing, something that gives you attention. So maybe that was his thing. That was his peacock. He was peacocking with pink socks. Okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. So that was it about my dates. And by the way, it's either nothing or everything at the same time. 
because I don't know if I told you about it, but like this guy that I used to date last year, we still stayed in touch. We always had like a very good connection and then he disappeared completely. And I had been wondering, it's like, what the hell has happened? And then a few months later, long story short, I find out he had had a very serious motorbike accident. So that's why he had disappeared. So then I said to him, we should just leave it because what's the point? And lockdown started, the kind of boredom of quarantine and loneliness that we all went through during the first month. So I hit him up again with a message, with a happy Easter message. So we started talking again and he, long story short, invited me again to spend a weekend with him as soon as the lockdown would have been lifted. So I'm contemplating this now. And of course, I find myself caught in the middle of two fires because on the one hand, I have someone that I just went on a couple of dates with and I'd be curious to see if and how this is progressing. And on the other hand, I'm ready to go and spend a weekend with someone I was dating last year. Interesting. Yeah, as you said, it from nowhere it has gotten very busy for you. It feels like that's always the case, like that it gets inconvenient. Like why can't just one of them happen at once and then you can enjoy them in different parts of your of your life? But it's yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, because you obviously know this guy pretty well. I mean, you were dating him quite seriously for a short time, but I mean, at the same time, you, you know what to get, and it's it sounds great to go away for like one week, and especially you know, lockdown has been quite boring and dull. It's nice to just go away and have a good time, right? But at the same time, the other guy is just, I mean, it's just two dates. So I think it's very early to say, but I mean, if you've been dating this guy for a few months here, I would say it was wrong. You should probably make your mind up, but now I don't I don't think so. I think you can with good conscience go and enjoy that and then kind of, because you don't know if this guy that you saw yesterday if he's dating other people, I mean, and you haven't gotten that far in your dating timeline. No, I 100% agree with that. And that's also what I'm thinking. It's just, like I said, a bit weird because it's all or nothing. You know, you either like start dating someone and then like other people pop up. And I swear to you, you guys freaking sense it. The moment we turn around and look the other way, you feel it and you come back running and that's it. So Bye, guys, and uh, stay tuned, watching out for the next episode. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye.